Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Patrick. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing fine as well. That's so good. Okay, so, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, which is to invite amazing guests, you know, amazing guests like Patrick, to come talk to us about their triumphant stories. Because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is stuck up in a situation that Patrick came out of triumphantly. So by that person listening to you speak, he or she might actually pick an information that will lead to um, their transformation. So Patrick, within the next few minutes, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some beautiful questions for you. Okay, Patrick, over to you. Let's get started. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so a little bit about my background and how I got to where I'm at. I started in the real estate mortgage industry when I was 14. My mom was in the industry, so I jumped into there, worked on and off through high school and college. And then when I graduated college, I went full-time into lending, being a, a bank representative, working with brokers, doing mortgage loans. Uh, that was 2006, and then had a great year. 2007, made six figures. Thought I was the man at 22, 23, making six figures. Everything was awesome. And then 2008 hit, and that's when the great financial crisis, the mortgage meltdown, that happened, and the bank that I was working at, Washington Mutual, got shut down. So then I was left scrambling, trying to find a new place to go. was able to find another bank to go and help them really start the wholesale division, which is the, the one that I was working in. We were able to rebuild my book of business. I became a top producer again, and then ended up becoming the top producing regional manager for that bank that I was at. And then about 18 months after that, the feds came in again and kicked the doors down and shut down that bank. So I was left scrambling again and had to bounce around a couple different places before I found another company that was wanting to open a wholesale division. So I helped them again, build their wholesale division, became top producer, top producing regional manager again. But it, it wasn't, I, I was missing something inside, right? I was always chasing that dollar, always trying to, to make more money. And in real estate, deals come and go, but it, it's not about what you've done. It's where's that next deal coming from? So it was always chasing that dollar. And at that point, I, I wanted to get direct to the consumer, work direct with the client, the, the end buyer or borrower. And so I went into the retail side. I wasn't able to have as much success as I did on the wholesale side. So I was looking for ways to supplement my income. And that's when I learned more about real estate investing, wholesaling, flipping, buy and hold, all the different strategies there. And so I do, started doing some flipping and had some good success. But again, wasn't fulfilled, still was really chasing that next deal. And that's when I started to get into personal development. And I hired a mentor and he really helped me kind of figure out what was what. And he he opened my eyes to really what I should be doing instead of chasing the dollar and going after each and every single possible deal is really listen to my conscience. And by doing that, I had this huge epiphany that what I'm doing isn't, isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. 
I had the epiphany that it's not about me. It's not about what I want or what I'm trying to do. It's about who I need to become and who I need to be for my people, for my family, for my friends, whoever, right? My, my entire tribe. And that was a huge shift in point of view and, and perspective. And so I started working on myself, starting with my health and fitness, because I was letting myself go a little bit. I was getting a little squishy and soft around the midsection, starting to grow some little man titties there. So we had to reverse that real quick. That wasn't an ideal situation. So I really dove into getting healthy and fit. And by going through that process and really working on what I was eating and making sure my training was on point, I started to build a, a real strong mindset. And day after day, I kept grinding, kept doing, really going after the harder path of life. And that helped me build what I call now an unbreakable mindset. And so over the last 18 months or so, I've really been working on myself and helping people go through the same kind of transformation because I went from a, a soft and squishy kind of man child, I like to say, to a very physically fit, but even more so mentally on point leader and a servant leader at that. So I put my family's heads Families need ahead of my own. I like to operate with the premise of purpose over pleasure, right? So I put my purpose ahead of my personal pleasure. And by doing that, I end up getting joy because I'm giving joy and I'm giving love and I'm getting, giving energy to everybody that I come into contact with. So that's what I try and do now is I help my clients really go through that same kind of transformation, get in alignment with their purpose, start with the health and fitness, get them dialed in, get them into the best physical shape of their life. And again, as part of that process, they end up getting into the best mental shape of their life as well. Beautiful. You know, I actually love it when people stand up to serve other people. That's so good. All right, Patrick, um, let us dive into the questions. Sure. Okay. Mm. Okay, let us talk about um, getting healthy. You know, can you talk more on that? How can one actually get healthy maybe in what they eat and you get it exactly talk more on that yeah so definitely that's the the best place to start is with what you're eating too many people eat processed food especially here in in the u.s that processed packaged food that is horrible for you it's got all kinds of chemicals it's gmo products it's all kinds of bad stuff that you don't really want to put into your body because we are what we consume so I have my people, my clients focus on eating single ingredient whole foods from the earth, right? So it either grew out of it, flew over it, swam in it, or ran on it. If it did one of those things, you can eat as much of that as you want. You're not going to overeat. It's not going to make you fat. It's not going to make you unhealthy. It's actually going to do the opposite. It's going to fill you up more. You're going to be more satiated and you're going to provide your body with the right kind of energy sources to be able to function properly, to get stronger. And it's really going to pull that mental fog that you have away it's going to make it go away because you're putting in good clean energy sources so i recommend everybody start with a nutrition plan follow a nutrition plan and don't miss because the more you allow yourself to miss the more you're eroding your self-confidence your self-trust because the way the subconscious mind works is if you say you're going to do something and then you don't it takes that as programming that this guy doesn't keep his word or this girl doesn't keep her word to herself and so it starts to erode your self-confidence but it also does the opposite. So when you keep your word to yourself and you do what you say you're going to do, it builds momentum, it builds confidence, it builds that self-trust that, hey, you know, Patrick's not playing around right now. He's actually serious. He's going after this. And so it starts to pick up that momentum. It starts to build that confidence. So that's very important. You have to keep your word to yourself, especially when you make a commitment to getting healthy, to getting fit, whatever it might be. But it, it all starts with keeping your word to yourself and following a plan. So I recommend starting there, starting with nutrition, because that is – 
is the the foundation of being healthy, being fit, dropping fat if you have to do that. And it's also the foundation of adding muscle mass if you're trying to do that. So nutrition is is the definitely the, the starting point. Starting point. Beautiful. Okay, you know, you mentioned um, confidence. Let's say someone asks you, hey, Patrick, how can I build self-confidence? Sure. What would your response be? So, like I said, the, the best way is to get a plan, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Let's say you want to work out, right? You want to, you want to get healthy, you want to work out. Get a plan, then you make a commitment to that plan, and then you keep your word to yourself. That is the biggest thing with self-confidence is keeping your word to yourself because, like I said, you program the subconscious mind one way or another. And I would rather program and have my people and everybody I come into contact with program their subconscious mind in a positive way, in a way that's going to help them get better, get stronger, whatever, but in that positive direction. And so you have to keep your word to yourself. So if you make a commitment, you don't negotiate with yourself. You, you do whatever it has, you do whatever it takes to get it done. And that's where that purpose over pleasure comes in, right? My purpose is to keep my word to myself and to get healthy so I'm not going to negotiate with myself if I'm like, no, I don't really feel like it. It doesn't matter. Your feelings are irrelevant right now. You have something that you have to get done and you do it. And the more you do that, the more confidence you build in yourself, because when you do the hard things and you overcome them or you get through them and you, you successfully complete them, you build that self-confidence, you build that momentum. And again, you're reprogramming or you're programming your subconscious mind to know that this is real. I'm, I'm doing this this time. Let's go. And it kind of gets the, the machine moving in that direction so that you pick up that momentum and you build the steam, which makes it easier to continue doing what you, you started doing. So start with keeping your word to yourself. That's the, the biggest thing right there for self-confidence. I got that. I really got that. Okay. Let's say someone asks you, hey, Patrick, you know, I'm actually married and my wife is not attracted to me anymore how can i get my wife to be attracted to me sure she gets yeah it. so there's there's a lot of people that are in that situation even after they get married right they they go and they pursue their wife and they date their you know at the time their girlfriend and then their fiance but then when they get married they think they've reached the, the finish line and they stop doing the things that they initially did to build that trust and to build that love and build that bond in, in attraction and then they start to get selfish honestly they focus on what they want to do how they feel what they're going through instead of as a man you should be serving your woman right you're supposed to give her the life that she deserves the one that you feel she deserves and by fulfilling your roles and responsibilities she's able to trust that you're going to come through and do what you're supposed to do and that alone breeds attraction right there right this guy's handling his business it doesn't matter what you look like in that circumstance but because you're taking care of your business, you're supporting your wife, you're providing for her, you're protecting and presiding over that relationship, that builds that bond and attraction. Now, if you're talking about the physical side of it, you got to get healthy and you got to get fit, right? She doesn't want to see you with your shirt off and you got boobs like she does. Like, that's not going to be attractive to another woman, right? So we got to get that fat off. We got to build some muscle. We need to be, really, you need to be proud of your reflection in the mirror. So if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, there's some areas where I could tighten up here. Get to work. Start getting healthier. Again, start with that nutrition, right? Dial in on the nutrition. Start lifting some weights. Start doing some physical activity to build some muscle. And over time, you will drop that fat, and then you're going to build that physical connection as well because when you're proud of yourself, you exude that positive energy, that confidence, and women pick up on that vibe, and they, they really get attracted to it. 
So if you're handling your business, you're fulfilling your roles and responsibilities, and you're working on yourself and you're getting physically fit or you're already there, if she's not attracted to you, that's probably not the one for you, right? So if you're nailing all three of those areas and she's not feeling it, you probably need to find someone else. You know, I love that advice, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we still have some questions here. All right. All right. You mentioned something about um, unbreakable mm -hmm. mindset. Okay, so how can one create a strong and unbreakable mindset? So the way that I've found to work best personally for me and some of my clients is really doing hard things. Doing, we call them micro adversities, right? Because in life, you're guaranteed to have some, some stuff happen to you that you weren't prepared for or that's unexpected, right? Some kind of tragedy, a death in the family, somebody gets sick, who knows, but something is going to happen. And so by preparing in, it, with intention, preparing intentionally by doing the hard path, right? Or going after the hard path, doing hard things, getting up early, let's say, right? That's one thing that most people like is, is their sleep. So if you can get up early, I get up at 3.30. But if you say you're going to get up early, you keep your word, you get up early, you're going to start to build that, that strong mindset, right? Because it, it sucks to get up at 3.30 in the morning, but it allows me to get stronger mentally, physically, and all that other stuff that I've mentioned. And by doing that repeatedly, you're going to, you're going to build it. So it's, and then following nutrition plan, honestly, the, that's why I start with the, the training and the nutrition and the early wake up. Those are the first three things that I have my clients work on. And it's because it's, it's hard to follow a nutrition plan. It's hard to say no to those cookies or those donuts or, that, that piece of cake at your son's birthday party, whatever it might be. But if you're able to build that discipline there, you're going to be able to apply that everywhere else. And so that's a, a huge starting point is the nutrition, the fitness, making sure that you're training. And like we said earlier, not negotiating with yourself when you don't want to do something, you do it anyway. That's really building that subconscious mind and building that, that mindset to, to understand that this is what we're doing. I don't care if it's hard. I have to get it done. This is my purpose. This is what I'm going to do. And by repeated days, you know, you're repeating the same kind of hard actions or tough path day after day after day, your mindset gets stronger and stronger. And it, it, it is prepared for that adversity when it's, when it comes to your life. Like for me last year, my wife, she's 44 now, she randomly developed epilepsy. She had never had a seizure before in her life. And one morning when I was getting up out of bed, she started having a seizure in the middle of the night. It was 3.30 and she started convulsing and seizing. And I had no idea what was going on. I was holding her in my arms thinking she was dying. And luckily I was able to keep cool and not lose my, my mind there. And then about 90 days later, she had another one in the shower. And then two weeks later, she had two more and then two more the following week. So it was a crazy time. My kids, I have three sons they are looking at me like, Dad, what's going on? Is she going to be okay? And had this happened 18, maybe 24 months ago, I would have lost it. I would not have been able to be a, a stronghold, a, a, a lighthouse for my boys and my family. So because I'd practiced and, do, and done some hard stuff in the 18 months prior to it, I was able to stand up and be that lighthouse and be that emotional rock for my family. And it was, it was a crazy thing to go through, to be honest, it was completely out of left field or out of the blue. And I, I thank God that I was able to prepare for it ahead of time. And so it's, it is paramount for people to, to do these things in order to be prepared for the unforeseen adversity that's going to come and it's guaranteed to come. 
That's so true. That's so true. Okay, so um, the second to the last question. Um, how can one serve one's wife? Say that again. You get. It. Yeah, I said. Okay, let me put it like this. As a as a husband, how can you serve, can serve my wife? So your that's wife? a great question. I like to say that a husband has has three main roles: the three P's: provide, protect, preside. Right. So you provide financially, you provide emotionally, you provide everything that she could need, and then you're going to protect. And obviously, that there's a physical aspect of that. You need to be strong enough to make her feel safe, to make her feel comfortable. To if something physical were to go down, you need to be able to defend your wife and protect her. But then you also have the emotional side, right? You need to be caring and loving and be able to protect her emotionally, protect her mind, and and lead her through that kind of time where she needs it, right? And then preside. You need to fulfill your roles and responsibilities as head of the household, as leader, as husband. You need to do your job so that she doesn't have to do some of your job for you. Everybody has roles and responsibilities. They're different for husbands and wives, right? But if the husband's not fulfilling every single thing that he's supposed to, then the wife has to step in. And that is where I think a lot of relationships have issues, right? There's the, it breeds resentment because you're not doing your job. She's doing her job and some of yours. She's going to get pissed off. She's going to get irritated with you. And it's because you're not doing your job. And so I really like to say that we provide, protect, preside, but we're servant leaders. So we try and put their needs ahead of our own. We think of them. We do little things for them to show that we're constantly thinking of them, that they are important to us. It could be as simple as a little sticky note that you stick on the bathroom mirror saying, hey, I love you. I'm proud of you. Kick ass today. Those kind of things. I do those all the time. And my wife loves them. And it's, it takes 30 seconds to write that note. But it sets the tone for her whole day. And she has such a great day when I do that because we start off on the right foot. So fulfill your roles and responsibilities. Provide, protect, preside, and be a servant leader. And that is the, the recipe that I've found. And I've applied it to myself. I've applied it to my clients. And it, it works. So that is what I would recommend, definitely. Beautiful. I love that. Okay, let's say um, there is a piece of advice you'd like to give to the audience. What would that be? And let's say there are some people who would like to mm-hmm. learn more about you or learn more about what you do. How so a piece of advice question? I would say would be listen to your conscience. That was the biggest game changer for me. Really listen to your conscience and what it's telling you to do. In order to do that, you have to sit alone sometimes and, and really just kind of think and go inward. And I like to pray. I'm, I believe in Jesus, so I talk to God all the time. And I really believe that our conscience is the voice of our creator. And so by listening to your conscience, you're actually listening to God's voice. And really, you get to hear his plan for you, right? Like you hear his, his goals, his plan, the, the reason he created you. And then when you hear that and you, you start to get a feeling for it, then you push into that more, right? You, you go after that, you put more energy and, and thought into that, and you start to see the results. Um, that's the biggest thing, and that's, that's what changed me, and that was the big epiphany I had, is really listening to my conscience. And then you'll hear, like I said, you're going to hear what his plan is for you, but you have to sit there, and it takes a little bit of time. It's not you're going to do it once and have this giant epiphany, but it, it happens. So definitely listen to your conscience. Now, to contact me or to see what I'm all about or to follow me, I'm on Instagram. I post Instagram daily, a couple times a day. I'm, I'm putting everything out there. I really try to provide as much value as possible. 
so that people can take from it what they what may apply to them and apply it to their life. And I, I really just want to spread the message and try and get the positive energy out there to help people get better because all of us can get better than we're currently at, right? That, that level that we're currently at, we can get to that next level. We just have to work at it. And so I try and give some tips, some tools, some tricks that I use, uh, different thoughts, different points of view on, on certain topics. And I really just try and pour that all out there. And I show what I eat. I show some training. I, I try and show every pillar that I preach and the effects that those pillars have on, on my life and my kids and my family and, and clients as well. So Instagram and the handle is at the level up dad. That's the level up dad on Instagram. Beautiful. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you so very much, Patrick. Thank you for your time. And thank you for honoring the hymn. Right, thank you for having me. It was a great thank time. You. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.